The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast, find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes, and more. Hello, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. (laughs) That's not funny! (laughs) (laughs) I guess it is. I'm Katie Greenbean. Yes, you are. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Today, we'll be talking about enticing textiles and fetching fibers. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask who wrote that, and then I remembered it was me. <laughs> yep. If you have not gathered already, this uh-huh. is likely to be another interesting episode, uh, because... We're doing very well. We're doing very well. Also, um, I kind of like this, uh, you know, having Katie here as a regular occurrence. So, yeah. Yes. Me too. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for welcoming me. Technical issues and all. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. None of that happened. I I don't know. (laughs) And it has not, it has not put us into a potential constant state of giggles no not no no we're very serious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. completely yes um yeah so does yeah does anyone have anything to add before i thank our patrons i feel like there was something i was gonna mention to y'all but now i don't remember what it was so no not for me I, i have a really cute cat on my desk excellent a live one (laughs) <laughs> to be clear um i suppose <laughs> never mind uh well one never can right. be too sure not with me okay so instead of going down that particular rabbit hole i am going to stop and give a shout out to all of our serious friends of the very serious crafts podcast are supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts many thanks to you all you are the best yes you're our favorites it's true (laughs) i mean everyone's our favorite that listens and puts up with our that is true shenanigans but um they're favorites with extra bows yes on top yeah or not on top yeah, we, wherever we would uh, we would pull out the good fabrics and ribbons to there we go uh, to to say thank you to you. Yeah, yes, That's how it goes. we absolutely would, <laughs> uh, and that honestly, I I feel like is a deeper expression of love than almost anything else. Uh, yeah, if you get out the good fabric, mm-hmm. it's serious. It is, yeah, which is I mean perfect for. What, 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 (laughs) wow. Um, yeah, so that was going to say that really is what we are, uh, kind of talking about here is what, what are your favorite fabrics, yarns, fibers, uh, supplies of making things. (laughs) 
I'm out. Textiles. Somebody else talk, please. Um, <laughs> well, I forgot that we were talking about fabric, and so I completely didn't realize that we were so smoothly transitioning into that topic. Well, I put an end so... to that smooth transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm picking up what you put down, it would seem. All right. Um, so we've talked, I think, about the things in our stashes that live in our stashes and just we just must have them there and don't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about that on at well, some point at some time in the past up, four seasons. Yeah. It, um but I think we should just get really excited about our favorite fabrics and fibers that we just love to use because sometimes like there are things that are really awful to work with like anyone who's ever crocheted with wire enforced yarn ew or it that hurts sounds like it shouldn't be allowed uh it's pretty and interesting but anyway the point is some things just make your hands happy when you're working with them mm-hmm. and you know, also some things just make your eyes very happy. And I have a really uh, a really unusual, as far as my tastes are concerned, fat quarter stack of all of the K-Facet shot cottons. Mm. And it's like you know, a foot tall stack of neatly folded fat quarters in all of the colors that I never use. And I love them so much, but only as a set. Mm-hmm. I only want to look at them. I don't want to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they would be lovely to like make an English paper pieced quilt out of. Yes, they would. But... They were also stupid expensive, so I just, I bought them to gaze upon, mm-hmm. and specifically that. I think I bought them for myself for my birthday at years ago, and so they just hang out, and I admire them, and they just make me happy. Mm-hmm. That yeah. reminds me of something like mini skeins of yarn that you might buy because they're like a work of art in and of themselves. And mm-hmm. you... Yeah, I never use them no, because they're never what I'm them? needing. Why on earth would but... you use them? No, they're meant to be put in glass jars so you can see them. Mm-hmm. Or hung on the wall. Yeah. Or just, yeah. just yeah. to exist. Literally anything except their intended purpose. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. Well, especially because... With any of these, you know, they're they often come in a set. Mm-hmm. Yes, and unless you can use the entire set in a project, you have just ruined the thing. Yeah, that is exactly it. I sometimes buy two sets of a thing that comes <laughs> in sets, so I can have one complete set 
just for my mental well-being. Uh-huh. And then another set that I can use things from because I know that I have the set. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it takes the, the pressure off. I have been known if I am going to break into a set and I only have one, I will try to plan something using like my least favorite colors first. <laughs> so that so that like I have the good ones still intact. <laughs> that never ever get used yeah. in any project. Yep. Or at uh-huh. least something it- that uses equal amounts of each thing so that yeah. When you have leftovers, the leftovers remain as a set because the set cannot be disrupted. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that's fine, but it never works out that no, way. No, it never yeah. does. No. No. Sometimes I will pre-cut, like if it's fabric or something, equal amounts, even if they aren't going to be used equally, because I can handle tossing something like I've got a big scrap bin for various size English paper piece quilting so I can just grab tail ends of fabric or whatever. I can justify adding things to the scrap bin. I cannot justify having a set be uh, not in balance. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so here is a, here's an example of where I have struggled with this. So um, before... Uh, like my favorite place to get felt is from Benzie Design. Mm-hmm. And before I ever encountered them, my options for felt purchasing were acrylic craft felt, which yep. I don't use for anything ever. Right. Or Joanne Fabrics, which sells wool blend felt by the yard, but in like three colors. Okay, so it's maybe like actually seven, but it's not, like they don't. Ha- I remember asking them one time, do you think you could carry some more colors of this? And they said, well, like, what colors would you like to see? And I said, I don't know. Blue. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, huh. that. So my other option then was um, there's a uh, an online retailer and they have a gorgeous catalog called magiccabin.com. Uh-oh, Ooh, sounds I like the you oh yeah. you would love it. They have lots of like natural toys and craft kits and things that are like um silk scarves that you would use for make believe and cool amazing swings and um outdoor play and stuff like that. Well, they sold they still presumably sell. It sounds like the teaching catalogs. Yeah, that I, for reasons unclear to me, I am on the mailing list. Yeah, for. it's it's very like um. Waldorf school, yeah. I was thinking that's the kind of yeah. vibe you were Waldorf describing. school would have either been great for me or it would have made my head explode, and there is no in between. Yeah, I, I think Montessori you could have handled. I think you could have handled that one. It's a little bit more uh, structural. Yeah, there's a structure. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know if it's the right structure. For yeah, me, I don't know. Uh, but there is one. Anyway, yeah. so Magic Cabin um, has 100% wool felt. And it comes in standard size sheets, but in like collect- color collections. Uh-oh. And one year, oh, it's dangerous. But, I mean, this I'm is now like on the, the website. Is it's just gorgeous felt. Well, one year for Christmas, my mom gave me the three bundles of felt, which was like opening that was like the. I mean, 
it may be one of the nicest gifts I've ever received. Not just because it was perfect for me, but because I knew she spent a lot of money on this gorgeous felt. Mm-hmm. It's really hard oh, yeah. to you to cut into the sets of gorgeous wool blend or wool 100% wool felt. So I still it have really is. many uncut sheets. I did finally cut into it, but I still have many uncut sheets. Ooh, they have beeswax in color sets in candle. Oh, oh, oh they, my witchcraft just leveled up. They have all the things. It's you both would love it. I was obviously. Um, but so now Benzie has started carrying a hundred percent wool felt in their bellwether line, and. Um, I purposely did not buy a set of their their colors. I just chose mm-hmm. a few color <laughs> sheets to buy so that no, that's I could smart. cut into it. And it is, I mean, it cuts through. It's like it's like the fabric equivalent of butter. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's oh, so yes. wonderful to do things to to sew with, to applique with, to. Um, embroider on and all of the things and I gush over it because it's wonderful. Now, their wool blend felt is also excellent. and But it's not quite the same. Right. When I order, I order their wool blend felt by the yard because I go through certain colors a lot. I mean, I'm buying usually like a half yard cut. Sure. Um, but it's, if you've ever done felt crafting and you've worked with acrylic felt, Oh, that's yeah. it's no don't do that go <laughs> oh get yourself i mean some, at unless least we'll you're felt. specifically making something that's going to be washed or like yeah. there are reasons yeah or you know i've but. i've made i did make a costume out of it that i literally needed for one time and that just made sense but um yes. for any kind of thing that you want to enjoy and treasure there's splurge and try the wool the 100 percent wool felt and i'm i apologize for spoiling what you know like you're gonna only want that but yeah that's like my favorite favorite thing yeah i mean i'm right there with you i i can't remember what project i was doing but pearl soho is one of my local craft stores And so I went there and this was years ago. I'm not sure if they carry this anymore. It was back when there was both Pearl Patchwork and Pearl Soho. So a a fabric store and a knitting store right next to each other. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. They used to have a lot, lot more fabric. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went and bought sheets of just absurdly expensive wool felt and i've still got a bunch of it just hanging out because Mm -hmm. very few projects are good enough for that particular material (laughs) but um along the same line i was lucky enough to be able to write one of the or design rather one of the projects in a Pendleton Wool Mill specific book. And mm. I um, I was able to just select things to bring home from... This was also when I was in 
Portland, for those of you who have listened to the previous episode, um, I got to go to the Pendleton Wool Mill with a bunch of my crafting friends, all of whom were making projects for this book. I wasn't when I left, and I was when I left the store. And so I just got to pick out some of my favorite things and take them home, and I've got I also got um, a bobbin from one of their older wool machines because they have like carts of it. Mm-hmm. I think there are pictures of me with my feet sticking out of carts of <laughs> fabric ends, um, which m- will not make sense to listeners who don't know that I'm five feet tall. <laughs> but uh, so. But my favorite thing that I brought home, I wasn't expecting, but it's the wool binding that, like, the blanket binding. So it was just strips of, like, basically bias tape, like, single-fold bias tape. But Or no, it's not even folded at all. It's just long strips in all of these different colors, and I ended up making basically a a kitchen rug or a bath mat like you could have used it for many things it's actually sitting in front of my cat's scratcher because i put no skid uh backing on the bottoms because my i have hardwood floors and two of my cats have furry paws (laughs) and just sort of slide back but but it is it was an unexpected luxury material. Like, I knew that all of their stuff was good. And, like, I have a Pendleton blanket that I have never used because I don't want anything to happen to it. <laughs> but it's just, it's one of my favorite things to work with. And I just, I pieced it like a quilt, just in long strips. And it was such a delight. All right. I'm done with my uh, Pendleton uh, brag tangent, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, the book is called um, Hand Stitched Home. And Susan Beale is the author. And there are many of us who are contributors. Uh, I'm going to have to look for that because I don't think I've seen that book. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember when it came out about the same time as um diane's okay patchwork okay but anyway so yeah who else has fabric or fiber to profess love to well i feel like every fabric or fiber we've talked about so far is wool and i that's true ah, well i have a not wool one on my list loving wool and I, I have nothing more to add to the topic other than to say, just wool. Give me all the wool. Wool fabric, <laughs> wool yarn, wool everything. I, I just think... You know it's, it's funny? Incredible fiber. It, it is. Uh, I'm vegan and I'm allergic, <laughs> which is the funny... Like, I'm allergic to lanolin. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> so are my hands when I'm knitting. <laughs> um, but, like... That is nothing a long sleeve shirt under something doesn't deal with. 
But no, I agree that. Well, I mean, wool is just interesting, and the history is interesting, and domesticated sheep are interesting. <laughs> I just all of the things related to why it is like I am personally like yes I'm vegan I'm not morally opposed to wool as long as people aren't hurting the sheep mm -hmm. because yeah. nobody wants to hurt sheep that's bad yes. yeah but yeah anyway I don't remember why I went on that tangent uh it was I think it was just a well your it, it was me yeah well it was your <laughs> love of wool and your body's dislike of it so yeah hates it gosh i wish i could handle lanolin yeah i'm uh, so, I, yeah. I used to be a vegan i was a vegan for about six years and my main memories of that time are of being cold and it was actually after that time that i became a knitter and discovered that wool is great uh yeah well and i actually i own wool i like my long underwear are smart wool wonderful um, it's yes and i have like tights and stuff because i am a small human being who does not have great circulation but um and i've been i've been vegan for 20 years so it's it's one of those things where well i'm just allergic to everything mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I would i would eat eggs and dairy if i could yeah I, I would probably always be vegetarian, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was a tangent, but we are not cold. We are no longer no, cold. We are no longer cold. No. Um, have either of you seen the garment dyed toweling from Pearl Soho? No, but I'm gonna I have now follow this. Because I'm about to they're out of stock, thank goodness. <laughs> but it's I'm on the email list for when it comes back. Very special. Oh, I I need to make new. Um, we use uh, fabric napkins in my family, yeah. and the ones that I made when I learned how to do uh, printing on fabrics a decade ago. <laughs> have seen better days at this point and so I need to make new ones and I've been sort of I keep pulling from my stash and then being like uh, but no yeah and I think that this toweling is going to be what I make my next set of fabric napkins out of because we use them every day so it's not like they're like a less substantial fabric wouldn't be an asset right well so i approve of i'm this obsessed choice. yeah i think this is and good. i approve yeah. of for those of you who haven't every respect hmm? except they don't appear to have a green which is clearly a problem they don't have a green that is weird isn't it I i'm <gasps> disappointed um, hmm. yeah yeah I'm disappointed. But otherwise, too. I'm in full support of your plans. Yeah, I. Yeah, they sort of have a gray that almost borders on green, but not quite enough. No. They have a warm gray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so they basically look like 
you watercolor painted onto toweling fabric. Yeah. And like really nice toweling fabric that would probably last forever. And so I think that is why I have talked myself into being this being the fabric. I mean, I want it because it's beautiful, but also I really think it's the right fabric for what I want to do. Yeah. I, I would say toweling in general, I think, is a delightful type of of material. I think it's like yeah. it's just cool that you're getting it's this. It's underrated. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah. I like I kinda that. wanna make a shirt out of it. Ooh, cool. Ooh, that would be nice. Like a boxy shirt. Yeah. With uh like cap sleeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Or like even just a, a cardigan, like a boxy yep. yeah. cardigan with big patch pockets on the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh no. <laughs> um, okay. Other other fabrics that I really love or fibers that I really love. Um for me, like my top fabric that I go to for embroidery is natural linen. Mm-hmm. And I used to use um like less expensive fabrics and just because I tend to be very frugal with most yeah. things. And um, when I tried natural linen, and I think it was probably Amy Cinebaldi uh, from Nana Company that mm-hmm. that got me to try this. And, and ultimately, it goes on sale or there's a coupon and it comes out, it's a wide fabric, so it really doesn't... It's not even that expensive, but, and it comes in, it's in a, the dressmaking area, you know, it's not, um, it's not designed for Hmm. needlework. It is, uh, you know, it it shifts quite a bit. It has quite a a drape to it, which is beautiful for some things. It's a little tricky for, uh, embroidery, but I love, I love it. And, um, yeah, I look for every opportunity to use it in my projects. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. There are a lot of, I mean, as someone who designs a lot of cross-stitch patterns, there are a lot of places where you can get fabric appropriate for Mm cross-stitching. But I have long since learned that buying the cheap stuff means it will take me significantly longer and it won't look as nice and I mean there's a time and a place for everything and sometimes you can't get it or can't afford it but just that next step up like the the DMC yeah uh eight o'clock that comes in the pre-cuts in the little plastic tube yep um that is just enough of a step up to make a significant difference in stitching experience. Yeah. And so if that is within your means to do so and you have the opportunity, I would absolutely recommend at least giving that a try yeah. because there's such a substantial difference. Yeah, I think it's um it's one of those things where if it doesn't feel like it makes a difference to you, then that's fine. 
go with what oh yeah you know go with what you like but i think it, it is worth trying like really this is the same thing with with the felt it like, hurts my hands less yeah 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 and if you can if you can have something that is more enjoyable as you are making a, a project no in whatever medium you are working mm-hmm. if it's more enjoyable while you're doing it and it holds up better and lasts yeah. longer that is the good choice i it's, think yeah it's worth consideration yeah. yeah and i mean it also obviously wildly depends on what you like there are specific things that are the cheap thing that are exactly the right thing absolutely like some of the lion brand acrylic yarns are exactly the thing that i need if i'm making well i don't generally wear it but like if i'm making something with structure Mm -hmm. that i want to not be moth bait um i mean their stuff looks nice and it doesn't hurt your hands to work with. Yeah. Which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about pont? Is that how we say that? I don't know that I've ever said it out loud. I feel like um, I've heard it pronounced ponty. But I, I am not knowledgeable in this area. And I've never worked with it, so I have no opinion to offer. I apologize oh. for even speaking. I've never worked with it either. All right. So, you know, like when you're thrift shopping and you come across like 70s dresses that sort of feel like they might be polyester, but they're just really sturdy. Yeah. Like really yes. substantial. That is punt. Um, or what, however we say it. Listeners. Tell me how to say it. I've only read it. But I love it. It is, uh, for garments specifically, Mm -hmm. it feels timeless, it feels classy, and it feels high quality. And, like, the heaviness of it Mm. feels like a small luxury, which is strange to say, but, like, I love the way pants hang that are made of it. Yeah, and I love the way that, like, even A-line dresses don't usually look great on me because I am curvier than the shape of those dresses usually are. But if you've got that, there's just enough weight behind that fabric that there's some definition. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's underrated and I don't see nearly enough people working with it in projects that it would really lend itself to Hmm. i i was uh yeah i was just looking because i'm sure that we have looked at at it while perusing aisles at mood fabrics Mm -hmm. Uh, oh i'm sure because Mm -hmm. yes they do have they do have a nice selection uh oh yeah and Mm -hmm. i should say that it's um it's a double knit so it's got stretch but it also has really solid structure yeah so you can move in it but it also retains shape extremely well yeah it looks looks more sharp than something that would be made in jersey or something like that yeah well it's sort of i think taking 
to me, it, it sort of feels like taking the best parts of both woven and knits mm-hmm. and putting them together in a fabric that drapes really well on actual people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love it, and I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> um, That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Or uh, waxing uh, poetic about whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> Definitely. I feel the, like I should look it one up. One of the downsides of of a podcast is you have to say things out loud that you've only ever typed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it autofills in Google. So I am for sure not the only <laughs> one. Let's see what the Cambridge Dictionary has to say about that can't wait oh it's different in british and american english oh let's see ponty in uh uk all right that's what i said yes yep (laughs) oh and it's just ponty in american english (laughs) okay so ponty there we go all right ponty yes you were correct ponty katie Yes, Ponty. <laughs> I oh. I want to have a little party with Ponty. Uh, All right. Isn't I'm, that isn't that a location in the British show Fireman Sam? Ponty Ponty Pandy. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. It's been a long time since I've watched <laughs> Fireman Sam, but it's set in Wales, right? So maybe it's based on. There's a place called Ponty Pool. Yeah. So maybe All right. it's based well, there on. There you go. That. Uh, it seems to come up in Italian a lot. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess it yeah. must have come from... Yeah. It, it sounds like an Italian origin word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does. I mean, or German because... Well, it would be Ponte I, if Ponte. it were German. I, I would guess... I'm going to guess this is an Italian fabric. Yeah. 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 Anyway, the the Cambridge Dictionary pronunciation says that... Um, Ponty is correct. So I'm just going to believe Cambridge. Yes, Yes. I think that sounds right. All right. So, okay. Sorry, guys. Ponty. Ponty. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Other love songs to fibers? Wait, you love corduroy and tweed, yeah? I I mean, that's going to surprise nobody who has seen me clothed that I love. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to leave it. Yep. Continue. <laughs> uh-huh. Continue. I love all the things that traditionally belong in the realm of menswear fabrics. So obviously wool, tweed, suiting and corduroy are some of my favourites. Although corduroy is not my sewing machine's favourite. I've been sewing a lot of cord lately and my machine is kind of vomiting up little hairballs, which is oh. sad. Ooh, try a leather needle. I have tried a leather needle. I have tried hoovering it mm. out after every sewing session. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's just hairy. fluffy. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. very uh, linty. But it's so satisfying yeah. to sew with. It's um, like yeah. it, it's cotton, well, I but it's forgiving in co- the same way as tweed. So mm-hmm. when you make a wobbly line of stitches, it just kind of hides. It's very forgiving in that sense. I like that. Yeah, and I also am really, really partial 
to those particular fabrics as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm there. I like sturdy things. I like things with with structure that are going to last. And most of the garments that I have found in my life that have lasted forever are made of those fabrics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's a nice thing about when you are taking the time to make something that's going to take you ages. You want it to stay together. Usually. That would be nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're in the middle of basically creating a whole new awesome wardrobe, aren't you? I am in that process. So I'm actually this week I've been sewing with some gorgeous, 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 gorgeous tweed. Um, <laughs> and it's just so nice. You know, when... The last episode we talked about English paper piecing with tweed, which I um, was the scraps from the current dressmaking project. Dressmaking project? Oh, then I'm very excited to it's, see it. Yeah, use, I used the scraps before finishing the actual garment, which is maybe the wrong way around <laughs> of doing it. But um, eh. <laughs> yes, I'm making Live dangerously. trousers and a matching waistcoat because... Why not? Yeah. That's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. Did I mention it's pink? Ooh. No. Ooh. Ooh no, I, like I actually, it. though I am rather notorious for not liking pink, I have a like dusty rose pink tweed vintage coat mm-hmm. that I love. And that I have owned since I was a teenager and is still, I think it was my great-grandmother's actually. Oh, cool. Um, Amazing. And is hanging in my closet right now. I need to replace the silk lining. But the actual body of the coat itself, relatively unscathed Mm -hmm. through uh, nearly a century. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and the stitches are still holding up. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see your finished outfit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of mishaps along the way before then. I am. Um, well, that's all I right. I seem yeah. to be going through a bit of a then we'll phase talk about them with my sewing. <laughs> the shirt that I made recently, I sewed the arms into the wrong armholes and the cuffs on inside out. So. <laughs> Oof. This is I another great thing about tweed is that it's so forgiving that if you have to rip it out, then it doesn't damage it, which is really nice. Oh. Yeah. yeah I am notorious for sewing um, button plaquettes on backwards mm-hmm. for reasons somewhat unclear to me. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh. Yeah. I have several dress shirts. Like, I got lucky in that the first, like, button-down shirt I ever made fit with zero fiddling with the fabric which like I am not a normal size I am and this was I think my first garment sewing project wow um oh no second I made a skirt first and the button plaquette is definitely backwards and I definitely did not notice until like years later (laughs) And it, but it's got the interfacing facing out. So it's really oh. clear mm-hmm. what happened. 
whatever. It's fine. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So I think it was both backwards and inside out. Mm. And vice versa, too. That's yep. Oh. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've we've been chatting about the, these favorite fibers now for some for considerable a, time. Yeah. So, um, I guess we should probably wrap that up because we could go on for we days. Could because we, we I, I know I know that there are more more things that we would definitely um, get excited about, but yeah, we'll save it for later. Exactly. I like it because there will always be later. Mm-hmm. Well. In theory, we've had never a, mind. We've had a I'm lot gonna of wool. go ahead we'll and save, not. We can do we can do cotton another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've Ooh. just basically yes. talked about wool, which <laughs> yeah, a little, just yeah. a slight, a slight uh, look into a few uh, odds and ends, but mostly this was wool, so that's that's good. It's good. Yeah, All right. and yeah, I have opinions about cotton, so we'll, okay. we'll pick that also, up. Also, we talked for almost an hour about wool, and I didn't mention a single breed of sheep, which is odd. Well, you How can. did that happen? Do you want to throw in like a list? No. <laughs> Do you have a favorite breed? Like one favorite? Mm, no. Okay. See. What are the little tiny ones? Shetlands. Lambs that look like <laughs> what? Oh no! You mean the ones? The tiny cloud-looking ones. <laughs> the tiny what-looking ones? Cloud. Oh, the, the ones that, are... that look like they want to be my friend. The ones that are always on Pinterest with the big. Black nose, and they're really yeah, pretty. yeah. They're called, oh, I think they're actually called black nose. They're sheep. called valet black nose, and their fiber is horrible. Oh, I don't care. Okay. I just want to. That's pet fine. Them. Yeah, you can pet them, but don't you don't okay. want to knit with them. It's like uh, garden twine. Ooh, actually, I could kind of use some twine. I am running low. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, but you All don't right, want to knit anyway. With them. Okay. Well, now that now we have mentioned a sheep, there you go. We have mentioned a sheep. I mm-hmm. yeah. I I think that I will close out the podcast on the note of tiny, cute cloud sheep that knit up like by, twine. Uh, yes, <laughs> that that you don't want to knit with, but you do want to be friends with. That's right. That you could you could knit with them if you like had one that was just hanging out near you while you were knitting with more desirable yarn. That's yeah, how you that's knit fine. with one of those sheep. Yep. No, that that is exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. So, thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Mm-hmm. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Yes. I think that does it. I think so. Goodbye, friends. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 